Welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles today. And I talked yesterday about starting the invocation with an ode to the Divine Mother. And this is ode number 153. A home in you. A home in you, Divine Mother of all safe places that soothe and comfort and bring this woman to my life of long prostration. What vital force took me from the doldrums of survival in a long routine of repetitive mechanics and plummeted me into the strong stream of your ever-flowing affections? Then this long bow came silently upon me and my forehead touched the toes of your smallest care, an ever-present attendance to my needs, fulfilling me again and again. In this home there are places of rest that erase the concerns of the world. I sit down and sink into the plush cushions and allow my mind to go where it will. The words come to me as I listen to the quiet sounds of silent intimations. You are all around me providing fuel for my blazing fires of diligent devotions. What could be more secure than this home of my identity that has you as my guest eternal the one of honored stature who imparts the clear directions for my soul to take its total refuge. My home is in you, Divine Mother of all my urges to wake up into your brilliant light. I am a son of God with the honor of full manifestation, incarnate as the universe in a dance of physical choreography. Let me see my place with you in the great scheme of things, in the movements of wind and rain and mountains and ranges of mountains continually formed. There it is, a, mm-hmm. home, a home in you. Yeah, beautiful. So what do we have today in the teacher's manual? Well, we are still doing characteristics of God's teachers. Yesterday we did trust. Today we're doing honesty. Okay. All other traits of God's teachers rest on trust. Once that has been achieved, the others cannot fail to follow. Only the trusting can afford honesty, for only they can see its value. Honesty does not apply only to what you say. The term actually means consistency. There is nothing you say that contradicts what you think or do. No thought opposes any other thought. No act belies your word, and no word lacks agreement with another. Such are the truly honest. At no level are they in conflict conflict with themselves. Therefore, it is impossible for them to be in conflict with anyone else or anything. That's quite amazing, hmm? Yeah. The peace of mind which the advanced teachers of God 
experience is largely due to their perfect honesty. It is only the wish to deserve that makes for war. Deceive, sorry. It is only the wish to deceive that makes for war. No one at one with himself can even conceive of conflict. Conflict is the inevitable result of self-deception, and self-deception is dishonesty. There is no challenge to a teacher of God. Challenge implies doubt, and the trust on which God's teachers rest, secure, makes doubt impossible. Therefore, they can only succeed. In this, as in all things, they are honest. They can only succeed because they never do their will alone. They choose for all mankind, for all the world, and all things in it, for the unchanging, unchangeable beyond appearances, and for the Son of God and his Creator. How could they not succeed? They choose in perfect honesty, sure of their choice of themselves. Okay, so there's. this is interesting that... Um, they can only succeed because they don't have a challenge. Because this is interesting. Challenge implies doubt. And the trust on which God teachers rest, secure, make doubt impossible. I like that line because sometimes I get doubt. Yeah, and we often use this phrase challenge. You know, like we have to accomplish something and we're challenged to accomplish it when the Course is giving us what's already been accomplished. So there's no challenge whatsoever in it. It's just accepting who you are as God created you and being totally consistent with that. I think that's the other important point of this. Uh, the first important point is everything is consistent in you, mm -hmm. therefore you don't have any conflict. And that's what honesty is, where all your thoughts, all your deeds, Consistent. all your actions um, agree and don't, um, don't contradict one another. So then you're at peace and then you don't have a challenge. What, what's the challenge if you're already in, in peace? Mm. You don't have a problem. You don't have an inconsistency. You don't have anything more to correct because you're consistent with the will of your creator. So where's the challenge? Yeah, let's read the next one too, tolerance. Well, I would like to just stay with this one. Oh, okay. And read it again like we would often read the lesson oh, twice. Okay. All right. Honesty. This is uh, from part two, or I'm sorry, part four. What are the characteristics of God's teachers? And this is the second characteristic, honesty. All other traits of God's teachers rest on trust. That, that was the first one, trust. Once that has been achieved, the others cannot fail to follow. Only the trusting can afford honesty for only they can see its value. Honesty does not apply only to what you say. The term actually means consistency. I think, I think that's a good 
line to get. Mm-hmm. Honesty, the deeper meaning of it is consistency. There is nothing you say that contradicts what you think or do. No thought opposes any other thought. No act belies your word, and no word lacks agreement with another. Such are the truly honest. At at no level are they in conflict with themselves. Therefore, it is impossible for them to be in conflict with anyone or anything. Well, that's that's interesting too, because it would say, um, if you're in conflict with someone, the source of the conflict is you're in conflict with yourself. Mm. And you're just projecting it outward onto some external situation or person or event. And if you're honest, and that means you're consistent, all your all your words, deeds, and actions are consistent, you don't have any conflict in that, then it's saying uh, it's impossible for you to be in conflict with anyone or anything. Then that would be peace, wouldn't it? Yes. If you were not in conflict of any kind, you would be at peace. The peace of mind which the advanced teachers of God experience is largely due to their perfect honesty. It is only the wish to deceive that makes for war. No one at one with himself can even conceive of conflict. Conflict is the inevitable result of self-deception, and self-deception is dishonesty. There is no challenge to a teacher of God. Challenge implies doubt, and the trust on which God's teachers rest secure makes doubt impossible. Therefore, they can only succeed. In this, as in all things, they are honest. They choose for all mankind They can only succeed because they never do their will alone. They choose for all mankind. Well, it's like, you know, uh, I will make no decisions by myself. This holy instant, what I give to you, be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. It's like all your decisions you're making with the Christ mind, and the Christ mind is totally honest which means consistent and no conflict, therefore totally at peace. They can only succeed because they never do their will alone. They choose for all mankind, for all the world and all things in it, for the unchanging and unchangeable beyond appearances and for the Son of God and his Creator. How could they not succeed? They choose in perfect honesty, sure of their choice as of themselves. Well, do you think we can be totally honest today and not be in conflict with ourselves? That is a great goal for our petition. Yeah. 
Okay, I'd like to do the five-minute meditation. Okay, on honesty. No, I, I'd like. I still want to do it on the atonement. Okay. I am this God created me. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to do? I will accept the atonement for myself, yeah. for I remain as God created yeah. me. All right. So let's take five minutes and see what we get. What did you get from that? Well, at times my mind was wandering to something silly, and I saw that that was creating a conflict because I'm fasting, so <clears throat> I think that the conflicts are coming up that I have in my mind. So then I saw, no, I don't want this conflict of having a side thought. So then I went back to the statement. But I saw how um, my mind was wandering a bit and mm. creating a conflict, which is, but I caught it. Mm. Well, I think that the nature of thought itself is conflict, you know. Tarji used to point that out. Mm -hmm. Krishnamurti would point that out. Yeah. That that inherent in thought itself, which is dualistic, you know, this versus that, mm -hmm. good versus evil, up versus down, is this, you know, constant assessment and therefore constant conflict. And there's there's a larger part of your mind that doesn't use thought mm -hmm. and and it's not in conflict mm -hmm. and we have to uh, practice being in that space you know and I think that's what meditation the purpose of meditation is is to take our minds beyond thought mm -hmm. and be in this silence and I think that's what I was thinking of, you know, uh, I will accept the atonement for myself and I remain as God created me. And I didn't really have too many other distracting thoughts. Um, I wasn't thinking about too many other things. I, I was thinking about watching the clock for five minutes you know, when five minutes are up. I, I guess that's the only thought I really had. Is it time to look at the clock yet? So maybe I did have that thought, but it wasn't a... I wasn't in conflict about it. I just wanted to give ourselves five minutes. And we did. We spent a whole five minutes. Well, I think this thing about honesty and watching the consistency of our words and our deeds and our ideas and our thoughts in our head, I think it's a good practice. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank you so much.